What is up? Did I say up weird that time? This is Take It or Leave It. We are live. For us, we're live. For you, we won't be live. But we are here on Thursday. We made it. We, we made it back. We know we haven't been here for a week. We survived a hurricane. But we survived a hurricane. And it was Sam's fault anyways. He forgot to edit it and put it out for us. So always blame Sam, who actually never touches any of our stuff. But we just blame Sam, no matter what. It's just, it's easier. It's much easier this way. So don't question it. Just blame Sam. Thanks, Sam. You're What a guy. <laughs> He's willing to take the blame. Well, he probably isn't. Actually, he'll probably blow up our phones like, what the heck, man? Anyways, uh, we're so happy to be with here with you here today <laughs> on this Thursday, September 5th. Um, Very glad to be here. The first day of the NFL season. Kicking off tonight. Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers, all-time rivalry. Huge. Great defense against a great offense and up up-and-coming offense with Matt Nagy up against a much-improved defense for the Packers, which is what we're expecting. As long as they stay healthy, because for whatever reason, it always seems like the Packers have a decent defense, and then they all get banged up. Injuries. Yep. Injuries. So uh, a lot of people expecting big things from Aaron Rodgers this year. So excited. So excited. We actually need to go record that real quick. Pause. All right, and we're back. We just recorded it on TV. Thanks for waiting, even though to you, you didn't even notice. Um, if you hear any type of crinkling, that is, uh, actually it was me. It was It's Easton eating a zebra cake roll, and it's me crinkling it to be obnoxious because he was trying to get away with it and not have I was trying it. to be discreet while having my on-air snack. <laughs> I can't make it through the whole podcast without a snack. <laughs> you poor... Poor man. Okay. As usual, we're starting off with a great rabbit trail. Actually, it's not even a rabbit trail at this point. It's just a pit. We've just fallen into a hole and we can't get out. So let's start. Uh, We're going to go back a week. We're going to kind of brush over some stuff that we weren't able to discuss last week because of everything that came up last week. So um, obviously preparing for the hurricane. I was helping my mom out. Just didn't work out. We're going to try to record Saturday. That didn't work out because we were getting our house. We thought... You don't need to know all this. We were putting shutters up on the house. It took a lot longer than we college thought. college football. College football. It's kind of, I mean, if, if it's recording about football or watching football, I'm going to take watching football every time. Sorry. <laughs> That's, anyways, so we didn't get to talk about Andrew Luck. No. Goodbye. Farewell. Is that it? Retired. He did. Yeah. He's, he's gone. He's yeah. done. Now, I truly don't know that he'll be done for, like, he might come back in a year or two. Probably not though. He I seems think it's pretty, very unlikely. Yeah, he very seems unlikely. pretty happy about his decision. Yeah, sad about it, tore up about it. Yeah, but he seems happy to like. Very have emotional, all this money but he, he's like, it needs to be done. I'm out. He's ready to travel the world with his wife, have a good life, be able to play with his kids when he's older, and that's great. Yeah, so good for him. Very shocking when I saw that news. I, my jaw dropped. It was. Yeah. I, it was I while think, watching college football. It was, and it was, my jaw dropped. It was close to as shocked as I was for the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. Oh, not quite. I was more shocked for Red Wedding, but for the Red Wedding, I said it wrong twice. Yeah, for the Wed Red Wedding, more shocked for the Red Wedding. 
So shocked. Did so how's your brain scrambled? Scrambled to smithereens. So yeah, Andrew Luck gone. Uh, feel bad for all those that picked him. I'm glad all of our drafts, for the most part, were or past after, that. Yeah. yeah. So no, for all of them were. Yeah, I, was, I said for the most part, but no, all of them after that were after. So thank we're good goodness. There. Speaking of after, Rob Gronkowski. We yeah. actually drafted him in one of our leagues, like our as, big money league. Yeah, it was like an honorable mention. Yes. Like, I think it, we went 19 rounds or something like that. And that point, it was just ridiculous. So, you know what? We actually did two honorable mentions. Our second to last draft pick was Andrew Luck. And then our last draft pick was Rob Gronkowski. Who, by the way, back to Andrew Luck, I had to drop him. Why? I wanted to pick up Carlos Hyde just in case. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I'm not I, upset. Yeah. So but, sorry. But hey, you had your honorable pick. So yes, it was we picked him. He was honorable. We were honorable. Yeah. Honoring, Honoring him for a him. week. Yeah. Yep. Now think about it. No, I'd rather keep Gronk because he's more likely to come back. Yes. Even though he's not very likely either. But yes. Anyways, Wait, which we're, that's the subject we're that's on. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say we'll talk about that later. But no, we're going to talk about it right now. Yes. Rob Gronkowski. So I'll start with the kind of the sad part where he's, you know, being interviewed I think he's got like a cannabis company or something, or CBD yeah. company that he's working for, for. like an oil. Yeah, CBD oils. And uh, and he just got really emotional. He was crying about like, man, like I love the game, but it was starting to take my love away because of how hurt I was. He said, I mean, I just won a Super Bowl this past year. And after the Super Bowl, I went home and cried for a few hours because of how much pain I was in. That's a sad life, especially for someone like Gronk, who's so happy and happy-go-lucky, yep. joyful. And so good at what he does. So good at what he does. And, and he has this bitter taste from what, how football made him feel. Yeah. So on the bright side, he was joking around a little bit. What did he this so, past week, a couple days ago? Yeah, he, he was joking around saying that, uh, you know, if, if Tom Brady gave him a call and, you know, maybe helped him out with some of the CBDO, CBDO, CBD oil. I pass it on to you, dude. Yeah, you did. This is your fault. I'm sorry. I take the blame. Okay. Uh, but you know, rub some of that on his back and on his injuries that he, uh, he'd he come back. So just kind of joking, you know, being typical Gronk to where we don't know if we should take this seriously or not. He did give himself a cop-out too. Like he said, if he called in December, so like yeah. the end of the season, yeah. he'd be like, I'd think about it. Yeah. Like, so pretty cool. So he's staying on the roster. If you guys have a free open spot, you might want to put that in there closer to uh, playoff time. So it could be big. You know, a Christmas present to yourself if you got an open spot or someone that gets injured, put on the IR that you don't want to keep anymore. You know, leave it open anyways. Throw I mean, Gronk in there. Can't hurt. Can't hurt. I mean, think about it. The only times he didn't produce is when he was hurt. And I wouldn't think he would come back in December hurt. I feel like he'd come right. back pretty freaking healthy. Yeah. So that's our thought process, especially with our that league. It's like 20 guys on a roster. So yeah. like we thought, well, why not? Like we've already got Zach Ertz. Right. Why not? Because we, we have a flex this year. We could throw him in at flex. So Exactly. Very good, very good. Uh, next up on the agenda, uh, we'll talk about the Cowboys for a little bit. A lot to talk about with the Cowboys. A lot of Cowboy action. So it starts, obviously, with the Zeke holdout in Cabo. He's working out in Cabo. And they want to get a deal done, but what do they do? They they sign Jalen Smith. You know, his contract's not up for another year or two, and he didn't even seem like he was asking for an extension, but they extended him, giving him big yep. money. Big money for a long Then, time. about a week later, they do the same thing for Liel Collins. He wasn't really up yet. And they said, well, we'll, we'll pay you. Keep a, a, our young star mm-hmm. uh, lineman. So it's like, and then after that, Jerry Jones was like, the pie is getting smaller. With every cut that I, with every piece of the pie we give out, it's getting smaller. And it's like, dang, man, they are riding Zeke with this. Yep. Well, lo and behold, give us some news about Zeke Easton. Mr. Zeke comes back as the number one paid 
uh, running back in the NFL. Beats he out sure Todd does. Gurley's contract, and uh, he believes he's the best and wanted to be paid as the best. And I mean, his numbers kind of backed it up for him last year. So really, well, I really would say the past couple years, he has had very solid, steady production. Yeah. So yeah. Um, good for him. Um, I, again, we've said it here a few times. At least I've said it here a few times. Running backs are a dime a dozen. So now not as good as Zeke and Gurley and, and Saquon, but look at the, the Patriots. When's the last time they had a star running back? Now you could maybe consider James White, but when you look at his stats, I mean, he, he's, he was a 400-yard rusher last year. He had yeah. 800 receiving yards, and that's great. But On Wisconsin. There you go. But, I mean, they're kind of running back by committee, so I don't know. Well, sorry. If you heard that, that was my beautiful dog, Bailey. She really wants to be part of the podcast, so thanks for your input. Um, I agree completely. So anyways, back to Zeke, he got his money. What was it? 50 million guaranteed over six years, something like that. Uh, Six year. Sounds right. I think think that was about right. Um, so good for him. He got his extension. So now it appears their kind of last objective this off season. I think they want to try to get it done before the season starts. It's looking slim now is Dak, right? You would think they want to lock up Dak, right? Cause let's be real as good as Zeke is. I would argue Dak's more important because quarterback is the most important position on the field. Right, and Tony Pollard was playing fine. He was playing fi- more than fine. Exactly, and and I'll go back. Like I've said before, <clears throat> Darren McFadden, where is he in the league now, right? And then right before Zeke, he was a 1,000-yard rusher yeah. behind that offensive line. So they would not that they would be fine without Zeke. They'd definitely not be as good, but running backs, especially when you look at Vegas, Running backs, receivers, tight ends, they're worth about a point to a point and a half in the spread. Quarterbacks are literally worth between three and five points. Three being like a bad quarterback. Right. Like a lower-end starter is still worth three points. You know what I mean? And so I mean, no matter who you are, Dak's not a lower-end. He's not a higher-end either. I'd say he's somewhere closer to 12, maybe 15, top 15 in the league. But that's important, especially when you have a defense that's as good as Dallas is now, as well as the pieces around him, the Amari Coopers, the Jason Wittens, Jason Witten's back, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, you would think they would want to get Dax done earlier, but obviously he's asking kind of a lot. What is it, like 30 mil he wants? Something like so, that, yeah, I think 30. Per year, I believe 30 mil per year he wants. So that's a lot, but we'll see if that gets done. He's kind of the last piece of their puzzle. And a lot of that money's gone. A lot of it's gone. I, and I think they still have enough left to pay him, but... Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. So that's kind of it with the Cowboys. They've been doing a lot, throwing a lot of money around. Uh, this is something we didn't have on here, but I'm going to throw it out there, and I thought it was interesting. We've known all about this. Dak, Zeke, all this, like, are they going to pay them? You know who we haven't known about and just got paid big money? Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did see We that. had no idea they were even working on a contract. Zero idea. And next thing you know, he's getting paid $110 million guaranteed and it's like, wow, I kind of would rather my organization work like that than the, I'm in Cabo, this, is this, that, and the other, less less of the pie, this, that, and the other, whatever. Anyways, moving on, uh, what's our next subject, Easty? Uh, well, we got a few, few other things going on in the NFL. Melvin Gordon still holding out this past, uh, this past weekend. The Chargers gave his uh, represent, representation the go-ahead to start looking for trades. Finally. Yep. So we kind of knew it was coming. They kind of they couldn't meet on the price. What was it? They were offering like 10 to 11. He wanted 13 at least. Yeah. 
They were offering uh, 10, 13 million per yeah. year. They were offering about 10, 11 a year. Yep. So now, now there's talks of, uh, well, not, no, there's no talks yet of anyone wanting to trade for him, but now that's available. So we'll see in this first week of football if anyone will offer him any anything than what he's looking for. And I mean, there's a few organizations where he could go and be a great piece and kind of turn that team around. Man, he, it's. it's I hate mentioning this, but that OJ video we just watched recently where he yeah. was talking about he's surprised the Texans didn't try to trade for him. Yeah, because they picked up Carlos Hyde They instead. picked up Carlos Hyde already before they gave permission. I think if they don't pick up Carlos Hyde, they might have tried to make that trade work because think about that, man. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, you've got a, a, a reinforced offensive line with Laramie Tunzel now, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about in a second. I guess we can talk about it now. Yeah. They got Laramie Tunzel. From the <laughs> Dolphins. Protect, yeah, yeah, from the, best, the Dolphins. Yeah, uh, Tackle best there. young left tackle i'd yeah. say he's probably lower top 10 he could potentially be a top five in the next year or so offensive lineman so that reinforces their offensive line then him with melvin gordon and deandre hopkins and will fuller i mean that's a really good offensive team with a very good defense that they have already yeah even um, though they gave up javin Clowney to seattle they did but they still got jj watt they still yep. got some pieces there yes. so um, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happens with Melvin Gordon over the next few weeks because I would assume he's desired. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah, he's desired. I, I'm sure someone will, will offer something for him eventually. If I was him, honestly, I would just play out my the rest of my contract, you know? and just, I mean, He's worried about getting hurt, of course, but I would kind of want to play it out and put more value on myself, you know? I don't know. Any... Uh... Give me two places you like to see him. I already gave you one. I, I think he would work really well in Houston. Yeah. Um, especially with that attack with with Deshaun Watson being able to run and throw so well. Mm-hmm. I think that would work really well. Somewhere else, Miami. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't work. I would love to have him, of course, but um, they're in a rebuilding process, so maybe the Bills. He could work with the Bills, I think. I Young think Chicago might be a good spot for him too. Yeah, yeah, because they're kind of unsure what they, they have. That well, they have the rookie though that they are, yeah. they have high hopes for, David Montgomery. Yeah, if he so doesn't we'll see pan how out, he, yeah, we'll see how he does. But uh, OJ said the Bucks, and that's another good one, honestly, because they don't really have that go-to back. No, but hopefully, no, uh, Daria Gumbawale, another Wisconsin back, you could uh, you know really punch his way in there. He did pretty solid in preseason, so we'll see. Honestly, I don't think he'd be bad with the Bills. The Bills don't have a terrible O-line. They've got a young Josh Allen. Not a lot of pieces there, but I think it would help their offense a lot for sure because he gives them 70 catches and maybe 1,000 yards rushing. So Raiders? Raiders could be nice. Who's their starting back right now? Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. So they're expecting the, the, the rookie to be really good. Yeah, I don't know. A lot so. of different options. We'll see what happens. Um Next up, uh, <laughs> all right, uh, let's actually do that one last. What are the uh, couple of other ones? This that, is a great tease, by the way. We're going to do that one last. What are a couple of the other ones that we added in here? That I think we got to them all in that whole talk. Oh, we did. Uh, Jaden Clowney to the Seahawks, Larry Tunzel uh, to the Texans, Carlos Hyde to the Texans. Perfect. Yeah, we hit it all. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Antonio Brown. A.B. What is happening? He's uh he's shown his true colors. He is a diva. Oh my bona fide diva. I mean let let's just go through it now. So 
just just since he's been with the Raiders. Helmet issue. Yes. Right? Foot issue that was totally his fault. Yes. And now missing practices. Yeah, missing practices because of the helmet issue. Yes. Posting the letter that the Raiders gave him saying that they're finding him for missing those practices, which is total to- makes total sense. It's literally in his contract. Total sense. Yep. And now almost like threatening. So did you actually see exactly what he did with Mike Mayock, the GM? No. So Mike Mayock, the GM, made a comment about him posting that letter. Posting the picture They on get in a, a screaming match at practice. I think really? this was yesterday. Screaming match at practice. That people said never got physical, but there was a couple teammates holding Antonio Brown back from Mike Mayock, and then it ended with Antonio Brown saying, "I something along the lines of I'll I would punch you in the face or hit you in the face," and then he punted a football and said, "Find me for that," and walked out. Jeez, yeah, dude. So now that is a grown child. I don't even know it's a grown child, dude. He's a he's a child. It, and it's amazing because he could potentially, if he played a couple more years the way he is, he's. I think he's already earned the argument of being in the argument of like one of the best of all time, mm-hmm. top ten easily. Like but it's gonna go downhill real quick, oh. and he won't have the opportunities if he keeps this, these shenanigans up. Who wants to have that on the team? Right. You know, and like there hasn't been like. There's been all-time receivers that have been had their had their issues. You know, Randy Moss. Well, they're he, all somewhat. He, he's he's had some trouble. You know, just because he he was a little Terrell rookie. Terrell Owens. And, yeah, Terrell Owens was big time with that. He, yeah, I guess you could say he is the Terrell Owens of this day, but because things seem a little bit more lenient, more of a players' league, that he's allowed to get away with a lot more. But that's the thing. It's a lot more. A like, lot what's more. What's the worst that Terrell Owens did? Maybe the the pom pom thing where he like took the pom pom poms. That was just a celebration. Okay. We've seen uh, that Chad Ochocinco, same wait, thing. He ran to the center of the Dallas Star when he was... Uh, so that's a lot. But it's, again, it's it's on the field. It's passion. It's it's a celebration. Yeah. Off the field, what? Maybe... Didn't, wasn't he the one who had the Sharpie in his sock? Mm-hmm. Signed the football. Signed the football, threw it in the stands. Yeah. Okay, even that, like... I don't think Terrell Owens ever did anything like this. He did like the popcorn this. when... He did. So yeah. all celebrations, yeah. right? I mean, I think the all one that, thing all that off the field of. that I can think of is the whole working out while doing the interview and ripping Andy Reid. He yeah. was ripping, was it? No, Donovan McNabb, not Andy Reid. He was ripping Donovan McNabb as his quarterback when he's working out in his front front yard doing the sit-ups yeah. and stuff. That's the worst thing I can think of. And then the, that's my quarterback, which is, it wasn't bad. He was just defending Tony Romo when he was crying at the press conference. Yeah. So he doesn't sniff what Antonio Brown has done. Yeah. And, I mean, so I also heard something that I was listening to The Herd, which I don't listen to often. But when I do, I, I listen, when I don't have anything else to listen to, I'll listen to it. He has a source that works for ESPN, Colin Cowherd does, that spoke to Mike Tomlin last week, I believe it was, or no, it was a month ago, right, as the whole helmet thing was starting. Okay. And Mike Tomlin told his source, you have no idea how much we covered up in Pittsburgh to keep him out of the media. Really? Stuff, he said, it was a circus here with Antonio Brown, but we, we have such a good owner, front office, organization that nobody ever knew about it except for the the stuff that they couldn't control like him putting the locker room on Facebook live or whatever remember I don't know if yeah. you remember that stuff like that they can't have they don't have control over that right so and then the skipping practice so they suspended him for the playoff game or was it the game before the playoff whatever it was I think it was the playoff game 
Yeah, it was a playoff game last year. So he skipped the practice before. So that stuff they couldn't cover up. But he said, you have no idea how much we covered up hmm. in Pittsburgh. So it's like... <laughs> So it's like it's nothing new. It's just now it's out because it's with a dumpster fire of an organization. And also the hard thing about keeping it under wraps and out of the media is Hard Knocks That's records tough. everything. That's tough. So I wonder if we'll see this on Hard Knocks, the, the yelling match. Technically, it's over, though, because it, it only goes through the fourth week of preseason. Preseason's over, so I don't think we would see it. Hmm. Crazy stuff. He is... It's bad, man. And oh, I'm over it, dude. So I'm over it. There's a clause, I guess, or there's there's, and this is the way it goes for most contracts. That if something happens before the season and you're like, they have the option to suspend you or even cut you. There's a clause that if it's if it's behavior detrimental to the organization, I think is the language that that's used. Mm-hmm. None of your contract is guaranteed. guaranteed. You lose it all. So like it is negated, and that's what they're thinking they'll do. Because if they suspend him, they don't have to pay him as much. I don't want. It, I don't know the numbers on that, but he'd be on the team obviously. But if they decide here in the next, if you're on the roster day one, so so I think it's Sunday, maybe Saturday. If he's still on the roster, he gets paid something. If they cut him before then, they decide it, which is not. It's just not worth it. None of it's guaranteed. He, I mean, except. Maybe the signing bonus. I don't. I don't know if they can get that back because that's right. kind of you sign and you get it. So I don't know about that. So I saw it. Someone tweeted about it as far as he was willing to lose thirty million dollars over forty fifty four thousand dollar fine. Yeah. Unbelievable, dude. I just. I just don't get it. It's a childish behavior, man. I'm over it. I'm done. What was the joke, Josh? Josh made today in the group chat. Oh, um, talking about if that uh, the Raiders organization is going to suspend him or not. We were just having a group chat about that, and then uh, our friend Josh uh, said that the Raiders organization has cold feet. <laughs> <laughs> so in reference to the cryo accident of Antonio Brown. Dude, so funny. Classic, great plan words. Props to you, Josh. Good job, Josh. I love it. All right, let's. Woo! A lot of football talk. We did it good. Yep. We, we did it in 20 minutes, though. Not bad. Not bad. Adios, NFL. We're going to the Young Guns. All right. College football. I'm not going to lie. My whole life, I have loved NFL more. I think college football is overtaking me. Yeah. I just love it so much, man. It's very exciting. Just I mean, it, there's... Uh, there's nothing like college football. I love. Oh my! And the NFL is great. I'll watch it till the day I'm, I die. But the past year or so, I've just been in on college football. It's such a fun experience. It's so exciting, man. Yep. And I'm not gonna lie. Like the two college football games I've been to now, both with you. By the way, we went to the Wisconsin game last week. It was unreal. Fantastic. Do you guys want to hear something crazy? Of course you do. I kissed Bucky. Bucky the Badger. I kissed him. Got these take it or leave it host lips. Not hosts, plural. Just one host. Easton's lips on the cheek. I'm about to cry about it, dude. I was so happy. And I didn't get a picture because he did it after I got my phone back. We got a picture with Bucky. Got my phone back and he just did it. And I was like, you. Yep. I did it. 
I asked permission first, though. So. He did. It was it was consensual. Yep. Anyways, back to college football. Um, Let's go over last week's pick'em. That's right. Yeah, we'll hit that first. That's right. And that's what I had pulled up. Perfect. <laughs> I actually wrote those down thinking we'd just talk about those three games, but those were our pick'em games. Yeah. Not gonna lie, I didn't even plan that. I just that makes sense. Gotta love it. I don't know. It just may, maybe I did plan it, and I'm forgetting. Which go ahead. Later in this episode, we're gonna reveal the new name for our Thursday threes, which just hit Easton like a ton of bricks right before we're recording. It was brilliant. Britt's like, we're gonna record. We need a new name for it. Give it to me, and I blurted it out, and we're gonna roll with it. I love it. Okay, but this uh, this is. Let's look uh, to last week. First game. Wait. Let's just retrospectively name it. Is that the right word? I used a big word. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just unveil the name now so we can refer to this one as it. Dude. Are you sure you don't want to leave them in suspense? What yes, do you guys for think? For another 10 more seconds. Bailey wants. She's dying to know. Yeah. Did you hear that? She's oh, my groaning. gosh. She just cried again. The new name. She wants it, dude. Tell her the She's name. The new name for our three college football pickums every week. Easton, go ahead. I got your drum roll because this is you. Okay. Three Bs. Like freebies, but three pick. I mean, we didn't have to explain it. It's just too good to have to explain. But it makes sense. And the name hit him because we were so accurate last week. I think each of us just, we only got a little part, like one little thing. It wasn't fully wrong. It was just one little part wrong. <laughs> I got to, this dog is going nuts. Um, so it's like free. We're giving you free money here. We are giving you free money. Hence the term three Bs. Geniusly crafted by Easton Gray. It was a miracle. <laughs> I'm going to cry, dude. Good name, man. Thanks. All right, go ahead. All right, so we're recapping last week. The very first game of this uh, college football season was none other than the U, the University of Miami. Sad face. uh, Versus the University of Florida. (laughs) They're terrible. So what, uh, what we saw in that game was a lot of opportunity for either team to completely run away with the game and neither team decided to we saw a lot of defense a lot of defense a lot of mistakes on offense both ways yes well not so much miami's you know what we saw the one color i think i saw the most that game was yellow because of all the flags all the penalties there was yellow all over that screen the entire game and it's funny i was ready to come on this this week and just roast the officials because of how many penalties they missed on the Gators the first half and called on the Hurricanes. Then the end of the game was just a joke. <laughs> what yeah. like literally like two maybe, or three pass interferences? I think it might have been like four. Really? Yeah. I mean, they gave us the opportunity to win that game four or five times, multiple times. So then I, I was like, well, okay. Now were they pass interferences? Yes, until the very last one that they threw and they waved it off. That was a great wave off. That was yeah. not pass interference. Yeah. Great call. So, yes, they were actual pass interference. So it wasn't like they were just giving us the opportunity. But they did. They there was a lot missed against the. Be, be the Wisconsin. Be the neutral fan. 
And like, were there a lot of missed calls? There were missed calls, I believe, both ways. There were, but like big ones for the for the Gators. Yes. So the Gators' initial first touchdown, where they uh, threw a screen pass, which to Tony. Yeah, and freaking Felipe Franks, dude. Yeah, threw a touchdown. No, you didn't, dude. He ran for it. But there was a blatant block in the back at the. Like uh, I want to say, like five yards into his run to the end he zone, he might have gained five or six like, yards, and it was like, "Whoa, what, what's that there?" Like I saw it live, and like said something out loud, and then the play went on, and no penalties, no nothing. They replayed it. I was like, "Oh my gosh, does nobody see this? Nobody's commenting on this." Yeah, it it was unreal. So like, I mean, that's the first score, and that's how the game freaking momentum started, you know. But I mean, it it was it was a very great game physical to watch. Game. Very physical, very chippy. The refs were allowing a lot of talk. A lot. But, I will give uh, you that. There was a lot of hits on the Hurricanes that I was like, that could have been a penalty, and they yeah. didn't. And I said it a few times. So definitely missed calls both ways. But it was a very very exciting game to start off the season with. It was especially because I think. Well, I know we both well. This is the you, one you where, called it almost perfect. Yes, you said that the Gators would win, and it would be either twenty four seventeen or twenty four twenty. So it would be an under game. Yes, so that the Gators wouldn't cover the spread, but it would be under. Yes, because at the time the Gators were favored by seven and a half. Yes, so I said twenty four seventeen, thinking maybe a seven point game, and then I did say maybe twenty four twenty. I was leaning more towards twenty four seventeen, if I'm going to be honest, but I still said twenty four twenty. So I'm taking the credit for that but and the game ended 24 20 in the gators favor um, so i nailed it on the head because i chose yeah. the canes in the point I, I chose miami in the points but the gators to win outright um in an under on the spread in an under on the spread nailed it completely you nailed it completely because you took no, I, my I, well not completely because you took, took miami in the points i chose miami to win went outright and then under in the spread yes yeah, so still very close uh, that was the only tiny flaw you made mine's later on so yeah nailed that one um i will say just to comment i won't complain about the game it is what it is it was early a lot of i mean this is this would not have looked that way middle of the season who would win that game in the middle of the season i don't know because the refs are are a little bit more into their group they've shaken their rust off and then both i think both miami and the gators i think you're gonna see different teams middle of the season i think uh, I don't. I think Felipe Felipe Franks is at his ceiling at this point. So I mean, he's now going into his third year as a starter. So, or I guess you could say two and a half, whatever. Don't know how much better he's going to get, but they've got a lot of tools, a lot of a lot of weapons on offense. Very good offensive line, very good defensive front. Um, so both teams are look very different in the middle of the season. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. All right. Game number two. What do you got? Uh, it was Wisconsin on Wisconsin on Wisconsin. We were there. Uh, yep, versus UCF because uh, it was at U- USF. Sorry, not UCF. USF. It's the Great Value UCF. Yes, USF. So yes. the off-brand UCF. Yep, Southern Southern Florida, which is in Tampa, which is kind of funny because it's not in South Florida. It's like no. Central Florida. No, it's barely. Remember, we were like, I think it's more north than us. It's not, but it's close. Yes. Uh, but, uh, so we went to that game cause it was, it's near our vicinity. So we made the little, little venture over there. Two, two and a half hours. No big deal. Yep. Hung out for a while and, uh, had a grand old time sitting in the Wisconsin section and watching them just absolutely beat up on the bulls. 
Yep, and it almost I'm not going to say it felt like a Wisconsin home game because I've seen videos of that. It definitely didn't, but it felt like more Wisconsin fans there. The only difference was that the DJ refused to play jump around. So many requests for it, including R2 and everyone. He was responding like, nah, no thanks, no thank you. And so pretty frustrating there. Kind of sucked as a DJ, freaking DJ, MC, White, whatever your name was. MC... White DJ, is that what it was? Something. I think that was his at. At MC White DJ. You you play requests you're told to play, man. Anyways, on that one, I believe we both nailed it on the head, correct? 100%. We both took Wisconsin to win. Yes. Wisconsin to cover. Yes. 13 and a half points. They yep. hit 49. Yep. Um, and the and we took the under because we did not think, not that we didn't think Wisconsin would score a lot. We didn't think USF would, would hold up their end of the deal. Or as far as their their share of those points, so forty nine to zip, they did not uh, go over. So we were right all around, both of us there. Anything you'd like to add, or anything you want to say for the season for Wisconsin? What did you like about the game uh, on Wisconsin? And uh, JT looked great. Uh, Added pass catching to his repertoire. Yep, which he said he was going to work on in the off season. Which he also he ran track in this off season, so you can definitely see his speed is up and his hands look phenomenal i mean only and, targeted twice but he caught both yep. and when you put jt in space yep i mean he's already dangerous between the tackles but you put him out in space on a on the end of a reception he what do you get dangerous what do you get tds exactly two catches for 60 plus yards and two touchdowns yep Gotta ridiculous all right last but not least uh last game we have is auburn at oregon which great football game yeah, which it was, it was, it almost seemed so one-sided in the beginning to where I, I was done with it. Should we be honest? Uh, yeah, we have to be. I think we have to be honest with our okay. with our listeners. Um, it felt so one-sided and and so boring at one point that we were just like, man, we've been watching college. Not that we got sick of college football. We not never, but we've been watching college football all day, and we were like, you know, this kind of feels like it's not going anywhere. Oregon's got this. They've just dominated the, dominated this thing. Let's watch some Breaking Bad because I have now started Breaking Bad. I'm super into it. And uh, so we actually, when it was, what, 20 to 6, 20 to 7, whatever it was at the time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was something like that. We were like, we, we put on Breaking Bad, not going to lie. We were kind of keeping up with it on our phones. And then and Easton just randomly was like, he like paused Breaking Bad, turned the channel. Back and there was like maybe four or five minutes left in the game, and Auburn was not only about to take the lead, but maybe it was twenty-one to six when we turned it off because it was then twenty to twenty-one, right? Yes. So they could have kicked a field goal to win twenty-three twenty-one. Did they? No. What they do? They went for it all. Bo Nix, Mister Bo Nix, leading a game-winning drive. It was it was unreal, dude. He he picked apart that defense so well. Throws a throws a ball that the that the announcer said underthrown ball. No, no, it was Perfect a placement. Ball. Yeah, placed it where his receiver could come back to his big old number eighteen. I don't know his name. Receiver came back to it. Fantastic throw. Wins the game. But Nick's did not look good that game. He he looked great in that last drive. Yeah. I mean, not that he looked bad in the game. He just, he looked like a true freshman. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it looked fine. like his offensive line wasn't really hold, holding up for him initially, which kind of gave him a rough start, which you also have to say for Miami's freshman quarterback. Oof. That, that was rough, dude. He Oof. could not get the time of day. So, yeah, I mean, three it, or four guys starting for the first time ever. 
Yeah, so I mean, if, if you of these games watching a, uh, a quarterback not being able to have any any sort of coverage and having to make quick decisions, it just it's it's tough. It's rough. Yeah. Anyways, that game you hit on the head. You took the under. I took which you nailed. You took Auburn to win, Auburn to cover. Yep. Because obviously it was only Auburn by three and a half, mm-hmm. which happened. I think they won by six, twenty-seven to twenty-one, yep. I believe. So. Um, I that's where I had my little flaw. I took Auburn to win, Auburn to cover, but I did take the over. I thought it'd be a little more high scoring with that Auburn offense and then uh, Justin Herbert. So didn't that was kind of my it was close. It was yeah, that was it, I was I was close obviously. So but like I said, each of us out of fifty five. Yeah. So we each had one of of those uh, little little minor setbacks there. So not yeah. too bad. No, we both did very well, but just like little setbacks, but that's okay. So um, moving on in, in college football, we want to kind of really quickly break down. These were just kind of a couple I jotted down. Um, I think you agreed with them because you didn't really change anything. Just our little Heisman watch thing. I, I What I basically did was I kind of took what I who I thought was the Heisman watch, and then I also looked up like what the general consensus of the Heisman watch was. So I kind of trimmed it down to what I believe is the Heisman watch as well as kind of what the general public does. Uh, well, the general, I guess, sports analysis thinks Heisman Watch is at this point. So, And this is in no particular order. We're just going to go name by name. We'll jot, throw out a few stats and, and just say how we thought they looked. So uh, Tua Tagovailoa, I thought he looked very good. I know you told me uh, early first on. First quarter was rough. Early on, but That was said? because uh, Coach Saban had four of their starters, two of their starting running backs, and two of their starting wide receivers. Uh suspended for the first quarter as a disciplinary action for missing a team event in the summer perfect so kind of has an effect on your quarterback a little yeah. bit he, he looked very rough wasn't making all the right decisions but thankfully he had jerry judy who was not a part of those shenanigans and who had a fantastic game incredible so he does bounce back for a 26 of 31 for 336 yards and four touchdowns I did not put any rushing stats. Not It wasn't really enough to be accounted for. So great showing for a guy who's been kind of a, a Heisman watch can, or Heisman candidate uh, going into the season. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields. I did not expect for him to be on this list. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Just because I heard he almost lost his job to a backup. When he, you know, he transferred from Georgia, goes to Ohio State, almost lost his job. But he had a good outing. 18 of 25, 234 yards, four touchdowns, and then added 12 carries. For 61 yards and a touchdown. So very good outing for Justin Fields. He's looking like a five-star recruit that he was. Mm-hmm. Um, looking like he's ready to lead a, another really good Ohio State team, which really frustrates me. <laughs> Obviously, for obvious reason. I mean, right. Stole a championship. Anything about Justin Fields you got? Uh, no, I'm just not very happy he's in the Big Ten. You don't want to be in the Big Ten with Ohio State? Uh, I mean, I love being in the Big Ten, but I want to be the best in the Big Ten. And yeah, Jack Cohn did kind of settle in this year, but he's not putting up Justin Field numbers. Uh, no. So. <laughs> Very impressive. Uh, who we got number three? Uh, number three is kind of a disappointment, honestly. Did not like what he looked like. Uh, didn't look the same as last year, but I guess everyone's still still riding his horse. Yeah, it's first game of the season, yada, yada. Okay, get to it. It's Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Trevor um, Lawrence did not look good. Didn't look good, man. His his stat line will also prove that, but I mean, what I don't know what happened from last year to being this, you know, this white horse that brings him to the championship and wins it. 
And then this year starts off with a real bummer of a game. Personally, I even think if you look back at last year, he had a few big games. He didn't throw the ball a ton last year. He didn't have a lot of attempts. So whereas he was doing well with small attempts, he has Travis Etienne, who is arguably it's it's gonna be between him and JT, Jonathan Taylor, backs. who's gonna be the best running back in the seat and in the league or yeah. in college football. Yeah. And they both have a claim right now. They both had and we'll get to them, but I mean, 13 of 23 for Trevor Lawrence, 168 yards, one TD passing, two interceptions. Now, one, granted, was at the end of the first half. Yeah, just No time left, it toss there. it up, see what he could do. Yeah. So maybe we won't give that to him, but even one touchdown, one TD is not great. Three, one touchdown, one interception. Or There you go, one touchdown, <laughs> one, touchdown one interception. Uh, and then three carries for 24 yards and a touchdown. So not the worst outing, but not good by any means. Very, not a Heisman winner. No, outing. no, 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 no. Like if he keeps, I don't think he will keep that up. I'm not. You and I aren't high on him. Yeah. But I don't think he'll look like that the rest of the season. Hopefully so not. Especially we'll against Georgia Tech, like that. That it's not a great team. They're not a bad team, but they still should not have those kind of numbers. Never should have. Not against that yeah, team. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, so now, now to his running back. Go ahead. Uh, so Travis here. Um. Pro JT, but uh, he had 12 carries, 205 yards, three touchdowns. Huge day. Yeah, great outing. I mean, 12 carries at 205 yards. Travis Etienne went off. So, yeah. but that was kind of all he contributed. I looked at his receptions. I think he had one for three yards, something like that. So, not much in the passing game. Yep. That brings us to your boy. I'm going to let you say this one too because he's your guy. Ooh, Jonathan Taylor, JT for Heisman. 16 carries, 135 yards, two touchdowns, two receptions, 48 yards, two touchdowns. So blooper alert. Earlier I said two receptions, over 60 yards, and two touchdowns. I was wrong. Two receptions, 48 yards, two touchdowns. Four touchdown day, over, uh, not quite over 200 total yards, but close. Yes. Um. In the 180 yard range, 183, I believe, if I'm doing math correctly. 183 yards uh, total offense for JT, four touchdowns on only 18 touches. That's incredible. So over 10 yards per touch, if you look at it that way. Um, yeah, just a great outing for Jonathan Taylor. Anything else? What are you excited about? What are you expecting from him this year? I, I'm expecting a Heisman push, man. Like, are you expecting this kind of, this, this, receiving attack from him every week uh maybe not that crazy but like not not that intense but definitely looking at him as an outlet more often cool i I like it i I think he's nfl ready yeah i was gonna say he's prepping for the nfl is what he's doing and i i like it a lot very good last but not least until we do have a dark horse here but last but not least we're gonna go jalen hurts i believe you i know you're in on jonathan taylor but i think you'll agree he was by a good very margin, surprisingly, very well. To like, me, very well. yeah. To me, by a good margin, he was the most impressive. And part of that is probably because we were a little surprised. We 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 all know Jalen Hurts can play, but we didn't expect this. I mean, twenty of twenty three passing, three hundred thirty two yards, three touchdowns, sixteen carries for one hundred seventy six yards, so over five hundred yards of offense, and six total touchdowns, three rushing, three throwing. To a me, that of, is just ridiculous. Like to me, if you had to say who after the first week who wins the Heisman, like Jaylen based Hurts. off the first week, it's Jalen Hurts. Like that was incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah very I've, cool. I've heard a lot of people talking about it that like yes, he does have talent, 
but because of his coaching is where he's succeeding. That Lincoln Riley's incredible. That's that's what a lot of people are attributing it to because now they're seeing the pattern of Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and now Jalen Hurts just playing outstanding. What if Hurts continues this and wins Heisman and three Oklahoma quarterbacks under Lincoln Riley win three consecutive Heisman trophies? That would have to be like I would feel like there'd be a first time in history type thing. I, I I'm assuming that, that the Kyler Murray back. to back to Baker might have been for, or Baker, to, Baker Kyler. to Kyler Murray might have been the first, I don't know if that's ever happened. You know? Yeah. I mean Lincoln Riley is a magician, and I know NFL teams are just drooling to have him, and he's not looking to leave. He loves what he does. Yeah. So, oof, Jalen Hurts, if he can keep that up, that would be incredible if he could go win that Heisman Trophy. Yep. Not that we're rooting for that. We're rooting for Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> but it would be incredible. Um, so, Easton, if you have a different dark horse, please share it with us. I'm going to share my dark horse. And I don't think – the reason he's a dark horse is I don't think it's sustainable. But if he sustains this type of statistics, these type of statistics rather, he could potentially be in have his name in the hat as top five at the end of the season. And that's – you mentioned earlier Jerry Judy. 10 receptions for 137 yards and a touchdown. That's not normal in, in college, you know. Like right. a, a good day in college, you know, you're going to have four or five receptions for 80 yards and a touchdown. 10 for 100, almost 140 piece and a touchdown. Like he caught a lot of footballs. I mean, and, and like you said, he helped Tua at the beginning of the game when he didn't so, have So, yeah, guys. I was going to say a lot of that's going to be attributed to the first quarter, I think, in him being – Tua's main and only option. Not that they're not going to use him anymore. Sure. Uh, but he wasn't his number one target, but he only was because of those four starters sitting. Judy still will start in play, but he's not going to have games like this. Gotcha. So I think that was an impressive uh, you know, game that he had, but I think that's kind of the end of it. Okay. He, he'll still put See, up I good think numbers. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I think he'll put out really solid stats. Like, he's going to be a good NFL yeah, consistent, receiver. Consistent, I like him a lot as an NFL yeah. receiver, but I think he comes back down to kind of a, your average, not average wide receiver in, the, in but college, a, a but top, just a very top good, top receiver, you know, yeah. yeah, not Heisman caliber because it's yeah. hard for wide receivers to win Heisman. All right, we're jumping into, uh, we're going to jump into our three Bs. The three Bs. This is free money, people. So listen up. And if you lose these bets, don't blame us because it's really up to you if you want to bet or not. <laughs> but free money, here we go. Uh, we're going to start with number 12, Texas A&M at, so playing away, playing at number one, Clemson. Clemson is favored by 16 points. And the over and a half. 16. No? Just 16 oh. is what I have here. I could be wrong. I'm going to no. look at it right now. But I'm pretty sure it's 16 points in the over-under. You got the over-under for me, Easton? Uh, over-under is 64. Okay. So huge over-under here. Two very good teams. Two high-powered offenses. It's going to be hard for me to take that over, though. I mean, I'm not going to lie. 64 is a lot. It's a lot. Um, Let's look here. I'm still, if you haven't noticed, I'm still kind of stalling. Yeah, no, no, you're right. 16 and a half. I don't know why I have only 16. So my apologies. 16 and a half. So, we, so um, you want to go first? Do you have an idea yet, or are you still thinking? Um, no, I'll I'll go first. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Clemson, and I'm so you're gonna, taking Clemson to cover. No, oh, I'm Clemson to win. Clemson to win. Gotcha. Um, Texas A&M in the points. Okay. And the under. Can you believe it? 
we agree completely because when you said Clemson to cover, I was like, I don't know, dude. No. After seeing what they did last week against, obviously they still blew Georgia Tech out, but it was Georgia Tech. So right. um, I'm going to completely agree, actually, 100%. I, I'm going to take Clemson to win. I'm going to take Texas A&M in the points, and I'm going to go under as well. I think this is going to be a nice little defensive battle. Now, if ETN has a has a day again, which I don't think he will have as, as much success as he did, We'll see what happens. All right, let's go on to the next one. You want to take this one? Uh, this one is number six, LSU, at number nine, Texas. And LSU is favored by six and a half points. And the over-under is 55 and a half. Perfect. And I'll start this one if you All don't right. mind. I'm going to take LSU to win the game. I'm going to take LSU to cover. And... I'm going to – this is tough because this is that border. It's like a bit – I'm going to take the under. I'm going to be safe. I'm going to take the under. So LSU to win, LSU to cover, and the under. Perfect. You're right there with yep. me? Right so Okay, so Eason agrees. LSU, one more time, LSU to win, LSU to cover, and the under. Um, last but not least of our three Bs, number 23 Stanford at USC – this is a good one here. USC, so so unranked USC is favored by one point. Now, remind you, they are at home, so there's a little bit of a swing there. This is basically saying if this is on a neutral field, that Stanford would be favored by a two or three points. But because USC is at home, they are favored by one point, and the over-under is 45.5. Easton, what do you got? This is, this is really tough. Yeah, because of that, because of that favoring, you're almost just picking the out. Well, you are just picking the outright winner in this in this scenario. So scenario, scenario, whatever. I think both work. Yep. So okay. I'm glad you said both. Um, I I'm gonna go with USC. I'm this going USC wild, to dude. win. USC to cover. Obviously. And then uh, I'll I'll go the over. My first over. We are. Spot on. So this week we are spot on. Okay. Whatever happens, take it or it's take it or leave it. It's not Britain Easton. It is take it or leave it. I am also taking USC. I th- oh, you know what? Do I want to change that though? Because didn't their quarterback get hurt? Well, no, because they played with him last week. No, no, I'm not gonna not gonna USC. I'm gonna take USC to cover, obviously, to win. And I'm gonna take the over as well. So that's those are the three B's. I'm gonna th- just throw this out there. No, I'm not. Those are your freebies. They're they're free money. They are three Bs. Take them. Take these guys. But don't blame us if you lose because, again, it's your money. It's your decision. Sorry. <laughs> you got anything else before we cap that off? Uh, I'm very excited. For college these, football? Yeah, and these, these three games are going to be great. Games. One of them is College Game Day, so you'll all be able to view that one. That's LSU, the Texas. LSU at Texas. Yep, so that that's going to be a great game. But, it really uh, is. I, I like it a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. This college football season, for whatever reason, just has me all sorts of amped up, which is why I just went on a freaking ticket buying spree, and <laughs> I'm so excited, dude. Good stuff, man. All right, so we've got um, psh, got a lot going on this weekend. So stoked for it. Can't wait to watch college football. 
All right, last but not least, last segment of the day, our newest segment to the show. It's, I don't know if it's a fan favorite, but... It's definitely a host favorite. It's a host favorite by far. I'm assuming it's a fan favorite because how could it not be? Inquiries from New Hampshire featuring Sean McKinney. We have all new stuff this week, including one that we could have done last week, and he called us out on for not doing. He called us cowards. (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're not going to stand for that. So we are going to answer the one from last week as well that we didn't answer. Easton? We're going to start with that one just to hit it right in the mouth. Are you ready for this, Sean? Yeah. We, we this are this is cowards. what you we're get for calling us cowards. We're not scared of this question. Go. All right. Mike Tyson in his prime versus a full-size Australian red kangaroo. Who so wins? Repeating that for you. Now, okay. He never clarified we probably should have asked him is this in a is this in a boxing ring is this bare knuckles is this in the down under is it at a zoo is it in a mall it's at an undisclosed location at 3 p.m no questions asked is that what he said no you made that up yeah i'm, so I'm setting at an undisclosed right location so we don't know if it's in a boxing ring is it boxing rules are they wearing gloves no gloves because boxing rules mike tyson wins even with or without gloves. Unless it's kickboxing rules. That's what I'm saying. Is it, it? So can they kick? Can you kick? Absolutely. I'm taking the kangaroo. You're taking the kangaroo? They use their tail and they spring forward to kick you in the chest, dude. Okay. You might die. Yeah. Okay. I do understand that. But there is video evidence of That's a kangaroo true. strangling a dog and the owner walking up, not charging this kangaroo, walks up to this kangaroo face. and just hits him with a right hook. And the kangaroos runs away like a little pansy. I got to see this video. Because if that's true, I will change it. Because I believe you. Can a kangaroo take a hit or can they just give them? Can well, they give a, a almost breathtaking kill you, kill you blow in the chest with two feet? Or if what you're telling, I've never seen these videos. No. Okay. So if what you're telling me is true, did the kangaroo leave? Yeah. He punched the kangaroo square in the nose and the kangaroo and it's just, just your average guy just turned around. Yeah. He's taking, wanted his dog back. If that's the case, I'm taking Mike Tyson. Because Mike Tyson in his prime? Because if, if an average moly, guy... that kangaroo is dead. knocked out. It's dead. It might be dead. You think so? Bare knuckled? Yeah. Boxing glove, knocked out. Okay. Bare knuckled, dead. Okay. What 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 hit does Mike Tyson do? What, what do you give? Right hook, left hook? Do you get a, a jab, uppercut? What, what Hammer fist? I'm, I'm thinking hook. That's his yeah. thing. I mean, he, okay. he had nasty uppercuts, but yeah. his... Is he hitting it with a one-two combo, or is he just going for the one-hit knockout? Oh, I think he could knock it. I think he could kill it or knock it. it dep- again, depending on glove or not, I think he could kill it in one. Really? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, I think if Mike Tyson hit me bare knuckle, I think I'm dead. Okay. So, I would go Mike Tyson because of that video evidence, unless the kangaroo knew it had to fight him. Because then I think the wild animal takes over, and it would just, you know, out of survival instinct kill mike tyson in one <laughs> kick blow two feet to one the pectorals kick, to the wall kick. dude is done i'm gonna i'm gonna take your video into consideration into consideration and i'm going to yeah i'm gonna officially change i'm gonna say mike tyson no okay. questions asked okay even if the kangaroo knew i think if mike tyson sneaks in one shot yeah one good shot but i guess one good calculated shot by the kangaroo too i'm taking mike tyson okay yeah, Mike Tyson's trained in the 
the bob and bob weave. weave, dude. Can you hear me? Can you bob and weave two feet, and, uh, Bobbing and weaving on the microphone right now? <laughs> Do you hear me in different sides of your ears? Or is this just not doing anything because you got two headphones in or you listen out of both speakers in your car? <laughs> I don't know. You look like a fool. Yeah, I was bobbing and weaving, though. <laughs> Try to kick me, kangaroo. Dude. Okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> next question we have is if Boogie Cousins never plays again, what is his legacy? Man, he's going to be so good if. <laughs> like, that's his legacy. To me, I mean, because he, he has all this talent in the world. And that's not even true, I guess, because he did have a few seasons where he was just fantastic. But it was I felt like it was always like when he hits his prime or if he can stay healthy or – if he stops getting texts or if he gets his attitude, you know what I mean? It's always an if with Boogie. And so, man, he could have been so good or he will be so good if. And that, that would be mine. Yeah. Uh, mine would probably be being the one of the most famous basketball players that no one knows his real name. Because most people think Boogie's his name. Demarcus. Yes. But I'm not most people. Right. <laughs> you know, not sports fanatics, you know. When you're talking to somebody on the street about, hey, DeMarcus Cousins in that Golden State game last night. Who? And, yeah, exactly. And then, hey, do you see how Boogie played last night? That's yeah. true. So that would be my little lower scale. You know? I like it. Yeah. No, I like it. Um, The next question is directed to just you, Mr. Britt. Are you ready? I think this one's a no-brainer. I'm a little worried. No, Sean, Sean threw you a softball here. I'm the Dolphins win the next 10 Super Bowls, but then are moved to Portland, Oregon, never to return. Do you accept this deal? 100% yes, because I'm still going to be a Portland Dolphin fan <laughs> because they were originally. It's kind of like I feel like the oldie Baltimore Colts fans yeah. are still now. Well, that's a tough Colts one, though, fans? because there's a Baltimore Ravens team. Yeah. I would assume they're all still Indianapolis Colts, though, because they moved to Indy. Yeah. You know, it and the Rams, they, did, they didn't move back exactly. and back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they moved to moved yes, to St. Louis, Louis and then and moved back. back. Yes. Yeah. So, no, yeah. So I'd still be a, a, be a Portland Dolphin fan. But that's, I got 10 rings, dude, and yeah. just 10 straight years of, of wigging out on people and, like, like you have no chance like i think that would be a bad thing for the world for brit to have 10 consecutive oh and that's why we'll never win a championship while i'm alive so okay hear that dolphin fans you gotta come kill me (laughs) um let's flip it if the vikings win 10 consecutive but then they move to to vancouver oh you just crossed i'm I'm no longer a fan of an american team you're from wisconsin it's pretty much canada yeah, what do you say? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Without yeah. A, without a doubt, that's okay. I feel like that's too easy of a question. That's what I figured. So yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm taking the ten. Yep. All right, let's see what else we got here. Um, I don't think we we talked about this one. I don't think we talked about it on air though. MJ is arguably one of the greatest of all time, but arguably the worst owner in the NBA. If you had to pick a celebrity owner to turn around a franchise, who would it be? Dang. Um, did you know your answer already? Because I feel like I had one. I feel like we both kind of said Jay-Z. 
Well, yeah, but he's already an owner. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then you had mentioned um, uh, just a video of him shooting three points, another rapper. <laughs> Lil Dicky. Um, no, no. We saw the, th- the three-point shots. Uh, j- 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 John Bellion? No. J- oh, why am I blanking on his name? Um, Dreamville. Uh, J. Cole. J. Cole. That's right. Yep. I said all. I think I said all three of those guys. J. Cole. John Billion and Lil Dicky, because they all know sports. I just figured out who I would pick, though. Like, Who's that? Because that was last week that we talked about that. I know yeah. for a fact who I would pick. Who's that? I think I'd pick Ashton Kutcher. Yeah? Yeah, he's really smart. He's already been a high, I mean, not like a college or NFL coach, but he's been a high school football coach for years. Mm-hmm. Knows what he's doing. He's just so smart with, with everything he's he does. He's very smart with his money, too. Yes, with his money. I think he would, and, and he's very culturally in touch, and, mm-hmm. and I think he would relate to players really well. I think he'd be a really good owner, actually. That's that's a smart pick. My my pick wasn't so smart. <laughs> <laughs> my my pick was Post Malone. <laughs> I like because it. Post Malone, he he knows basketball. Yes. But he he's he's loved by so many people to where I think if he got into an organization, he'd boost their their sales and their ratings like so yeah, very yeah. high very quickly. Sure. But then I think it would kind of fizzle out. Okay. But now I'm trying to think a little bit more. And I'm just thinking of people that wouldn't be that good Why at like, actually managing the team. Like Justin Bieber knows plenty about basketball. He wouldn't be good, though. but he wouldn't be a good manager just because he's not good with media in general. Yeah, um, is this specifically for basketball? Did it say? Yeah, it was is for. Um, if you had to pick a celebrity owner to turn around a franchise, who would it be? Okay, so my my Ashton Kutcher thought was for football. Because I just okay. thought for a franchise. If we're talking about basketball, I would stick with Lil Dicky. Because again, he's very smart. Yeah. Very. He doesn't come. Across, he might come off silly, but he's very smart. Um. Very good with his money. I mean, he was already making like six figures before he became a rapper. So I mean, he 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 knows his money. He knows he's smart, and he knows his basketball. So I I think I would take Lil Dicky in basketball. But if we're talking about any sport, I would take football and Ashton Kutcher. Okay. So you would do Post Malone in basketball, or yeah, but I don't think that'd be smart long term. But just to turn around a team, they would have quick success. Yeah, in the would, Post Malone would have quick success, I okay. believe, and potentially long term success. You know, okay. I don't know fully what he's what he's capable of, but I I think, uh, you know, at least at, in those respects, he'd be pretty solid. Sure. Well, cool. I like it. Next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look at me like, I don't got the list. Uh, Sean doesn't text me. No, he, he hits me in the DMs, dude. You know, DM me. Um, my DMs. So, Le'Veon Bell last year, Ezekiel Elliott this year, Antonio Brown, and Melvin Gordon also this year. Um, is dude sitting out for holdouts just the future of the game or just where we're at now? Unfortunately, why don't, why don't you go first? Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> Not unfortunately. I was going to talk, but I remember I went first last time, so you go first this time. Uh, I, th- I think it's a little bit mix of both. I hope that it's just where we're at now, and I think people will figure out um, how to manage this a little bit better. And maybe um, there may be now a transitional contract or something where they're going out of their rookie contract and you know maybe – putting in in their um in their rookie contracts like if you get to this point 
will have an optional contract to like bump you, but you have to have this sort of success or something. You know, I think managers have to get a little bit smarter to prevent this to becoming the future, but I really hope it's not the future because then we're going to see great players sit out and hope and and potentially not get picked back up. You know, we had a year without Le'Veon Bell might have a year here without Melvin Gordon. Don't like either of those situations. Problem at this point, probably not Antonio Brown either. Maybe, well, yeah, some of for different reasons, but right, yeah. So it's it's just it's kind of frustrating, man. Like, yes, I understand Zeke thinks he's the best, so he wants to be paid like the best. But at what point does do you have some sort of humility? You know, like it's was was the contract they're offering to be the second highest paid running back really not enough money? Or did you just really feel that disrespected that you weren't the number one paid because you thought you're the number one running back? Yeah, I also wonder, like, and I can't say this for a fact because I'm not in that position, but, like, I would I would like to think that if I was in his same position that I would say, look, I'd rather my team be really good. I'll take 14 mil a year or 12 mil a year. Like, go get some better, go get some more players. Like, 12 million a year is a lot. How much of it? is the agents, you know? Right. Because they get paid on a percentage basis, I would, I would assume, that the more their player gets paid, the more they get paid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much of it is the agent of saying, like, talking into their ear, like, no, we need you're the best running back in the league. Like, you need the best running back money. Now, in Zeke's situation, I don't think that's the case. I think Zeke wanted, wanted to be paid as the best running back. But yeah. in guys like, like Dak, Dak doesn't seem like a guy that would say, I want $40 million. You know, yeah. He seems like a guy that would say, "Give me twenty eight, and I'm happy." You know, because now that twenty eight is a bargain for a starting quarterback. You know, I mean, Tom Brady was getting paid sixteen mil a year for the longest time, and he was cool with it. You know, didn't he even take a cut at one point yeah. to keep somebody? Yeah, and so I wonder if like, see that there has to be a team mentality, man. Yeah, I. I, I mean, it, look at what it's done. They're a perennial Super Bowl team. I mean, yeah. it's it's it's. Yeah. Actually, especially when it's your quarterback position that's doing it, because that's where most of your, I mean, I think the quarterback from, makes yeah. like well, the leadership, and I think that's when you break it down. I think the quarterback is like five to ten percent of the salary cap mm. typically. So I mean, it's it's a lot. Um, so I don't know. To answer, I would say, unfortunately, I think, like you said, if there if something isn't done, some type of transitional contract, or if there if there's something that isn't changed about the game, unfortunately, I think I don't think this is just right now. I think it's the future i think it's now and the near future and kind of i mean because especially i mean you don't see a lot of other players doing it it's mostly running backs and it's because like i always say running backs are a dime a dozen but the ones that are very good want to get paid that way but it's just hard to want to pay them that way because of the fact that the james connor situation is perfect yeah Le'Veon bell leaves it was james connor as good as Le'Veon bell no was he very good yeah, and he could could he potentially be as good as Le'Veon Bell? Maybe, like he has the potential there. He's a, he was young, so I mean, yeah, that was a perfect example of why pay Le'Veon Bell when you could have a James Conner sitting right there. I mean, you never know. So, yeah, I, I don't. I think it is where we are right now, and for the near future, and we'll hopefully it it won't be like that forever. All right, I like this question for our last question. Cool, and there are more though. Yes, there are more so, that Sean, we can save. Don't get your your pants in a tizzy we will get to them eventually and we want to save them just for another segment exactly i mean keep them coming and we will keep putting out segments but we have extras just in case you can't get any to us for a week we'll we have more 
And if you guys want direct access to us, tweet your questions to at Sean Max says, and he'll DM them to us. Or tweet them right to us, and we'll do a mailbag. <laughs> one or the other. Yeah. If you want them to be part of, of if you want them to be a part of uh, inquiries from New Hampshire featuring Sean McKinney, tweet at Sean. But if you want them to just be a mailbag, and we'll say your your Twitter handle and all that, tweet it directly to us. We're cool with either. Yeah, but if yeah, if you want the clout, hit us up, DM us, and we'll we'll get you in the mailbag. But for our last question, um, I like it because it kind of pertains to today's show quite a bit. Is retroactively assign the last five Heisman awards factoring in NFL success. Shoot. This is something I feel like I have to sit down and do a little research for, but I guess right off the top of my head. So is this asking who out of the last five years should have been the Heisman? Yeah, I think so. Oh, wait. So, well, that's, that's a tough one because or, first of all, okay. I for whatever reason I initially took it a different way. So, well, say it again. Retroactively assign the last five Heisman awards, factoring in the NFL success. Yeah, so, so it's saying yeah. the last five Heisman awards. Yeah. Not only factor in their college success, but also their NFL success. Yes. And now reassign it. So obviously, right off the bat, Kyler Murray keeps his. Yeah. Because not, nobody no from that class has played yet. Yes. The Baker one. Would be tough to take it from Baker. Yeah, he played well. He had a really good rookie campaign, uh, but Ooh. Saquon. Yeah, I'd probably actually have to take it from Baker because Saquon had a much better NFL season, which which is Baker had a very good one, yes. but Saquon was like you could have argued he could have been the MVP, honestly. Yeah, and then he had a great college career as well. So you'd probably have to give Saquon Baker's Heisman. All right. You got to go third year back. The one before that would have been um, Lamar Jackson, I believe. So go ahead really quick. Look up what, who, so what we'll do, let's narrow this down. Let's say out of the finalists. So 2016 Heisman Trophy finalists. So we'll do out of the finalists and we'll look at that because there would be a lot to look at like each year every year who came out that year and like there'd be a lot of players there and the finalists are probably pretty so narrows it down pretty well so all right so i just got 2016 heisman trophy finalists pulled up we got lamar jackson the winner he won so then deshaun watson okay jabril peppers baker mayfield and dd westbrook okay so out of that list and including their nfl careers I mean, you would have to assume. I mean, obviously, I would, we haven't seen much of Lamar Jackson, but you'd have right. to say Deshaun Watson, right? Because at, at this point, yes, Deshaun Watson. He not. I mean, he had just as good of a college career, if not better, than Lamar Jackson overall. And then he's yeah, he's playing really well and then in the NFL. He's already point. yeah, he's had a fabulous start to his NFL career. So yeah, I'd agree with that. Deshaun Watson. I still am thinking about that that Baker one though. It's hard. Baker Saquon. Just because Baker and Saquon had stupid college careers, you know. Baker had like one really stupid season. Saquon was kind of let's stick to Saquon because he had a really good career, whereas Baker's was kind of a crazy year, maybe two. So okay, got to go back. So all right, so fourth back would have been Derrick Henry, right? Two thousand fifteen. Two thousand fifteen is Derrick Henry won it. Okay, and then Christian McCaffrey, Deshaun Watson, Trayvon Boykin, Corey Coleman, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott. Leonard Fournette. These are all finalists? Yeah. 
There's really? A, How many finalists were there? I don't know. There's a lot this year. So you'd have to give that one to Zeke. If yeah, if we're going out of finalists, yeah. If you're if you're going, but even anybody, because looking at his stupid again, yeah, I guess yeah, Derek crazy Henry, stupid. I mean, because I almost said I almost said Christian McCaffrey, but then when you said Zeke was in there, Zeke's college career. I mean, you remember watching him? We were at Southeastern. Yeah. And we'd watch him, and it was so frustrating because he was so good. We would just root. We'd root against Ohio State no matter what. But it was just nothing we could do. You know, mm-hmm. like there's nothing anybody could do against Zeke. He was so good. So he had this crazy college okay. career, and now this spectacular so, start to his. So here, so this is how it broke down in this article: is that there's top three: is Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, and uh, Deshaun Watson are the top three finalists. Okay. And the list of the rest of the ones that I gave you were uh, a few potential snubs. I like Zeke then still. Yeah. I like breaking our own rule of sticking to finalists. Yeah. Because if you stick to finalists, you got to give it to McCaffrey there. Yeah. Just because we already gave Deshaun Watson one. Mm-hmm. And. But I think Zeke yeah. deserves that. If you look at if you're looking at NFL and college career, Zeke deserves that one. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, 2014, right? Uh, yep. 2014, we've got the three Marcus finalists: Marcus Mariota. That's my Marcus guess. Marcus Mariota, Melvin Gordon, and Amari Cooper. Those are our three finalists. Yeah. Go down a little bit. Are there anything else other with that? Uh, let's see. Because so far I like, so far I like Melvin Gordon out of that group. Let's see if I can find this article is different than the last ones I've looked at. That's okay. Don't worry about it. I like Melvin Gordon out of that group. On Wisconsin. On Wisconsin, baby. I mean, he's had a very good little some injuries here and there. Honestly, I would give it to either Melvin Gordon or Amari Cooper or Marcus Mariota, because you're taking the NFL career into into account. All right, so I'm going to list the snub, potential snubs, um, and I'm still going Melvin Gordon, Trayvon Boykin, JT Barrett, Jameis Winston, Tevin Coleman, Dak Prescott, Scooby Wright, and Bryce Petty. Melvin Gordon. Yep. Cool. So Melvin Gordon. So we, if we can go back and, what was it? Reassess. Ret- retroactively assign or, or award Heisman Trophy winners based on not only college career but NFL career, we would go 2015, Melvin Gordon. That was 2014. Sorry, 2014, 2014 Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Gordon. 2015, Zeke. Zeke. 2016, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. 2017, uh, Saquon, Saquon Barkley. And obviously 2018, we have to stick to Kyler because we have no idea. All right. And then 2019. To be decided. Uh, J- JT. Hopefully JT. Because he's gonna have a great college and NFL career. He's already had a, one of the best college careers ever. Yep. And he's gonna have a great NFL career, so that's easy. So hold on, what, who do we pick? We pick Melvin Gordon. Um, 2014, 2015, we pick Zeke. 2016, we pick Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. 2017, we Saquon. Pick Saquon. 2018, Stace Collar. So we picked three running backs and two quarterbacks. It's impressive. When all the past five have all been quarterbacks. Nope. Derrick Henry won one. Oh, that's true. In the middle, I think, 2015. Because 2014 was Marcus, Mariota. 15 was Henry. Derrick Henry. Um, 16 was Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. 17 was Baker. 18 18 was Kyler. Kyler. And 19. So four out of five were quarterbacks, and we picked three out of the five. They'll be running back this year. It's okay. Okay. I hope so. Travis Etienne. I'm just kidding. Oh, no. no. I'm just kidding. That was rude. Jonathan Taylor. I was so happy you said that. (laughs) Took me a second to realize. Like, the what? Taylor, baby. All right, that's our show. You can take it or leave it. 
Uh, if you want to hit us up, he's already said it at Please Take do. It Leave It BH um, on Twitter and Instagram at Take It Leave It BH. You guys are great. We love you. See you next week. Peace. Take it or leave it.